Mm-mm-mm-mm. Hi, this is Matthew Rose, and you are listening to the CVH Podcast. Hey, what yes. Oh. Good morning. Thursday, May 12th. I was reading about this. Um, it's hard to miss, actually. You know, I don't, I don't look at the news, but I do see headlines, and sometimes I cannot help myself. And it doesn't feel like clickbait. Maybe it is, but um, reading about this, uh, this um, prison guard, this female prison guard who helped her lover escape prison. Now, her lover, I'm not going to, I don't know anybody's name. It doesn't matter. Somewhere in the Midwest, I'm pretty sure. <laughs> not that that says anything, but uh, this, is, this is a straight, like, movie of the week. It's, it's, um, it's too good to be true, really, when you see the cast of characters put out before us. Uh, there's a script that is, that is ready to be made on this. Now, this uh, prison guard... She's uh, middle-aged, you know, average-looking, not unattractive, but, uh, you know, not... She's a prison guard (laughs) at a male prison. Uh, You know, if you haven't seen her photo, I'll just leave it at that. And um, her lover-slash-murderer-inmate... The man's in for murder, right? Okay. And... um, uh, she, she's in love with the guy. I don't know how that happens. I, <laughs> I don't know how that happens. Surely the, uh, prison guards are aware of what the inmates are in for. I don't, do they know that? Is it like, is there some kind of dossier when you come in and everybody's like, all right, what's, what's up with the new guy? Okay. Murdered eight people. Let's keep an eye on him. You know, I don't, I don't know if the guy murdered eight, but he's certainly a murderer or convicted murderer. And, uh, <laughs> I just, I just assume the, that there's a meeting of like, you know, all hands on deck. You know, Jack Smith is coming in today and, um, <laughs> you know, he's a, he's a kleptomaniac. So, you know, hide your pencils around him. You know, I don't know. I don't know. I feel like there's like, there's like a meeting. <laughs> there's probably no meeting. They just throw another animal in a cage and just walk away. And and he is an animal. And this animal is six foot nine. Now, uh, those of you who have met me or have seen me, I am six foot four. Um, y- you can't hide. There's no place to hide at six four. You don't blend in. You stick out. I have stuck out my whole life. Uh, every class photo when I was a kid was like, I just looked like the kid who was left back. And I wasn't, I was, I was normally the youngest kid in the class. In fact, I could have been in the grade behind me. You know, I was like right on the cusp of being in the other grade. And, uh, and so at, 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 at freakish heights, you just can't hide. You stick out. You can't get away with things. You, you're definitely not going to get away with murder. <laughs> and at six foot nine, this guy's like a professional wrestler. Six foot nine, I mean, most people have never even seen, unless they've gone to an NBA game, they've never seen somebody six foot nine. Most people have never laid eyes on somebody six foot nine. It is freakishly tall and incredibly rare. Incredibly rare. And <laughs> this woman decides she's going to A, sneak him out of prison, 
and then B, hope nobody sees them outside of the prison. <laughs> now, this very average heighted, heighted, this very average height woman could have easily blended back into uh, some society and nobody would have raised an eyebrow. Now, when six foot nine escaped murdering convict uh, starts hitting headlines, <laughs> pretty much the next person you see at six foot nine is going to probably be the guy, the guy who escaped, especially if you've never seen that six foot nine guy before and you're just now laying eyes on your very first six foot nine guy. Chances are, if you're within the vicinity of that prison, it's the guy. There's not a lot of us. This is a this is a this is a small brotherhood. Now, six foot four is way more common, and I do have friends that I look eye to eye with. But six foot nine is a freak. And the times that I've been around guys that big, and I have, I've I've stood on a, a NBA basketball court like pregame, you know, when when I had a buddy uh, singing the national anthem, I was, I'm down on the court. Um, six foot six, six foot seven, six foot eight, seven foot one, seven foot two. It is freakishly tall. I, I stood with uh, Pau Gasol of the Chicago Bulls for 20 minutes after a show one day. He used to come to the opera all the time. This man was 7'1 or 7'2. It's, it, it, it makes me feel uneasy. You know, so few people are taller than me. And so when, I, when I'm around somebody that much bigger, and I'm talking 7'1, 7'2, uh, it's, it's, you're so impressed by it. And, and I don't mean impressed like like uh, envious. I, I mean, impressed in, in that it stays with you. There's an impression made. What the hell was that? Like, thank God that guy went into the NBA because this is no life. It's no life. Uh, you're, you're, you are just every, I saw it. People, not just because he was a, a, a basketball player. I mean, you know, most people can't point a unless it's one of three basketball players, you're probably not going to recognize him on the street, but this guy was just stared at. He was just stared at. Can you imagine just having eyes on you all the time for being a freak. I mean, and that's seven foot one, two is a freak, and six foot nine, and this guy's got big ears. I saw a photo. This convict, big ears, big goony dude, and a convicted murderer. Had already been in local papers for being, you know, a murderer. And, <laughs> and she busts him out. And the best part is they stay hidden for 11 days. For 11 days, she kept this guy either <laughs> in the trunk of a massive, <laughs> a massive truck or just, or just made him sit down, just stayed seated. Uh, at some point, the article thought perhaps he was <laughs> dressing like a woman. Uh, I have a feeling that was probably just going to draw more attention. That, <laughs> that sounds like speculation. Uh, we live in strange times, and and uh, people need to dress and, and and be who they are. And I have <laughs> I have zero problem with that. But if I'm a convicted murderer on the run from a, a federal prison, uh, I'm gonna not try and draw more attention to myself. <laughs> and so these two uh, escape. They escape. She walks them right out the front door. And I guess that was okay. You know, you're treating it like some kind of prisoner transfer, you know, like, okay, the inmates such and such is getting moved over here. Like, I, I can understand that somebody on the inside could pull off the paperwork needed to move a human being into into a squad car, okay? That, that at least makes sense to me. Like, with a small amount of planning, uh, an official could make that look um, plausible. 
that makes sense to me. Okay, but a, a minute later, when they when it's determined, or a day later, or two days later, whatever it is, when they figured out this guy is missing, um, you're now on the lookout for a blonde woman and a six foot nine man, and a goony dude too, big ears, just you know, like not attractive, not attractive. And this lady who had a clearly had a good job, a state job, or, or I guess it was state prison, you know, like a. I don't, okay, a prison guard is not is probably not a great job, but she had a job, and uh, she fell in love with this guy. I mean, I guess I've heard about this, you know, serial killers marrying in prison and things. I guess there are women who who might fall in love. There's some kind of there's some kind of um, trigger in their DNA that says this large human being who has also killed somebody could protect me and my babies. I bet there's something deep down in your DNA that 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 draws you to that. I have to imagine that's true. Uh, it makes sense in my head anyway um, that, that a woman would be attracted to a large, strong man who who had been known for killing. I guess that kind of makes sense, you know, like this in my in my ape undeveloped brain, this man, could protect me and has done so, has protected, at least killed um, a, a, a rival in the past. Now he killed a woman, but the, the, I guess I guess it's, you know, you've killed, you've killed. <laughs> you probably have less street credit for killing a woman if you're a six foot nine man. But anyway, so she falls in love with this guy. Okay. <laughs> I don't know how that happens in prison, but clearly it happens. I guess if you, it's no different than falling for somebody you work with. I guess that makes sense, right? You see them every day. You see the good side of them. You disregard their murder or disregard the fact that they are forced to sleep in a cage for the rest of their life. Um, you know, eat terrible food and fight for their life every day. I guess I guess you could see past that and see their inner goodness. <laughs> now, if you help somebody get out of prison, Chances are you are going to end up in prison. Uh, that's a heavy risk, especially for a guard. A guard, somebody who sees how awful prison life is every day. Now, I just have this uh, this image in my head of the things I saw on TV. Um, you know, prison doesn't look very nice. But an actual prison guard has got the, the reality of it. And the reality of it, the day-to-day boredom of it is probably even worse. You know, in my head, I've got like the prison yard where all of a sudden somebody gets shanked. Or the or the or the scene in the shower in in Shawshank where where you know it's just it's not going good, the shower's bad, you know, <laughs> the library's bad. Anywhere where there's not too many eyes on you is bad. The rooftop is not good. Um, that's my the idea in my head of what prison uh, feels like. But I, I would imagine a guard has an even, you know, an obvious more realistic view. But but has understood. You know, that if you're going to spend 30 or 40 or 50 years in a cage, it's going to be pretty awful. That's pretty, I mean, the loss of your freedom is awful. And this guy either manipulated her into, into convincing her uh, that he needed to get out of there or she really truly wanted to be with him and had a plan. They just went on a run. They just had a car. Apparently, they tried to paint the car in the woods with, like, house paint, like <laughs> like all-weather outdoor latex paint they try, they tried to apply it to their Honda Civic <laughs> they abandoned that quickly i think they ran out of paint 
or realize it wasn't going to set, you know. <laughs> so they sort of half painted the car and then they go to a Motel 6 on the highway. And they convince a guy to rent the room for them. They throw a guy a couple hundred bucks and say, will you put the room under your name, but we're going to stay there. Nothing suspicious there. Totally normal. Totally normal behavior. <laughs> and this guy's like, sure. Uh, I don't. I didn't read the article far enough to know if that's how they were busted. But 11 days after she walks Andre the Giant out of the out of the jail, uh, there's a big police shootout, and this is where it starts to turn into like a movie. And a movie I would definitely watch. This is this is a, this would be a great movie. I'd love to see how it was cast. Uh, you know, it's just it, this has got it's got uh, blockbuster written all over it. It's like it's like um, redneck Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> it's not even redneck, you know. Like it's it's Midwest. What what do we call that? It's uh, flyover Bonnie and Clyde. <laughs> That's gonna get me in trouble. Sorry, Midwest people. I don't mean Chicago. <laughs> So fly over Bonnie and Clyde starts, and for uh, uh, you know, eleven days she keeps the the giant hidden, and it turns out into like a shootout with the police. They're in the Honda Civic that's sort of half painted, and then it's just like let's go out in a, in a blaze of glory. There's a mess of guns in their car. They've got the machine guns and hang all sorts of all sorts of weapons, and and then it's like let's do this, you know, like the the last the. <laughs> It's, uh, it's the shootout at the OK Corral, like, this is happening. It's us or them. Because you don't want to survive this, right? Like, <laughs> well, Andre the Giant did survive this, but his girlfriend did not. And, uh, you know, maybe that's what she wanted. I don't know. I can't imagine that's what she wanted. But um, uh, uh, he's back in prison. She's dead. And they had the big shootout. And I'm <laughs> I can't believe that. That uh, six foot nine, you know, um, Shrek couldn't. <laughs> I can't believe that Shrek didn't catch a bullet <laughs> in the big shootout, and that the tiny prison guard did. I mean, maybe maybe this guy grabbed her and and <laughs> put her in front of him as a shield. Uh, this guy could have used three of her as a shield and and still been hit, but somehow he didn't catch a bullet. And uh, now she's dead, and he's back in prison, and you know. Maybe working on the next one, you know, like he's clearly got something. <laughs> he tasted freedom for 10 days. And I don't know if it was freedom. Like if you're feeling hunted, you probably don't feel free. Um, you know, but if suddenly somebody's not, you know, closing a, a, a bar door on you while you sleep, maybe you feel a little, maybe you feel good for a minute, right? If you're in a car in the open air, you see the sky again, maybe that, maybe that starts to feel like freedom. Uh, anyway, I could not believe this one. This was a great one. Uh, I think these kind of stories are good. <laughs> I'm sorry a woman is dead. Uh, she clearly knew the risks. Uh, she knew the risks getting, getting into a thing with a, with a convicted murderer and escaping him out of prison and then trying to keep his giant ass hidden. Uh, she did pretty good, you know, 11 days. It's not a short while to keep somebody like that size hidden, um, I'm going to get stairs on my way to work. I have about a four-minute walk to work. I'm going to, I'm going to catch stairs because I'm head and shoulders taller than most people. Uh, and there's plenty of people out there who are six foot four. Plenty. Uh, but six foot nine is, is a whole different breed of human. And is, when you look at them, I mean, 
I mean, th- this is a. He looks like something out of Dick Tracy. Remember, remember the villains in Dick Tracy. I'm, I'm not like, I'm not dating myself that far. Like Dick Tracy in the the 1950s. I'm talking about the Dick Tracy from the 1990s. That that uh, Warren Beatty movie, where all the villains had like some really grotesque feature about their face. Um, um, that, that was kind of this guy's big nose, his big buggy eyes, and his gigantic ears that stuck out. This was a. This is a, a very funny looking man. You don't forget him. You definitely don't forget him. And at six foot nine, you would never forget him. Uh, yeah, movie of the week. Who wants to do it? Let's start casting. I'm ready. You guys, I love you for listening. CBH Podcast, 63 countries to almost 1,700 different cities. You guys are amazing. And, and I love you for checking in. And uh, I'm going to say, everybody, have a great weekend, and we will see you on Monday. All right. Thanks. Bye.